Have you ever heard of the sinner's prayer? The common belief that if you simply recite one prayer, you are all set to go to heaven after you die. Maybe you've even said that prayer yourself. The man in our story did, and it didn't mean all that he thought it did. Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing to you the true story of a man who said a prayer to be a Christian, yet was making one choice after another to nearly ruin his life. We'll get into that and more on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you want to stick around because later we are going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. Now, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true story of Darren Quigley. Now, this is one of my favorite verses, one I memorized as a little girl myself. It's John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. Ooh, ooh. Yes, Darren, you know this one? Do you know a lot about God? I, I try to know all I can, but that's a little off topic. But I have a question about God. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Can he see me? Of course he can, all the time. Can he see the wolf? What wolf? The one that hides in the hallway and at the end of my bed. Stop, you're scaring me. Yeah, that's creepy. You want to know what's creepy? It has red eyes. That's enough. Let's get back to our verse. But you didn't answer. Well, God sees all animals. I didn't say this was an animal. That's just how it looks sometimes. This is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. Ever since our doors first opened in 1877, the mission has been a beacon of hope for the men, women, and children on Chicago's streets. Much has changed in the city since then. More people are homeless now, and they face new struggles that come with a changing world. We've even moved to different buildings over the years, but our foundation in love remains the same. And it is with this mindset that we offer hot, nourishing meals, clean clothing, refreshing showers, and a safe bunk for poor and wandering souls to spend the night. Staff members speak to each guest one-on-one -on -one to learn the unique situation that brought them to the mission. And guests have the opportunity to join substance abuse rehabilitation programs and career development classes so they can get back on their feet and return to the world equipped with the tools they need to thrive in their personal and professional lives. All mission programs and services come free of charge thanks to generous financial gifts from our listening friends like you. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3729 in the series, Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. The man in our story lived life as if it were a great party, free from the sobering thoughts of eternal destiny. 
That is, until God went to great lengths to get his attention. Here's the radical true story of Darren Quigley, right now on Unshackled. I was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin, to alcoholic parents who were divorced by the time I was two. They left me in foster care with a family at the age of four. For whatever reason, over the next three years, encounters with the occult were not uncommon. Between strange noises, shuffling hangers, howling wind, and glowing red eyes in the shadow of a wolf, I was glad this family also took me to church. At least in church there was some sense of comfort by going to Sunday school and hearing that a loving God was in control. At the age of eight, I was sent to a new foster home where my anxiety diminished with the discovery of some unexpected perks. What? We're going camping in an RV? You like it? It's awesome! <laughs> what do you think? This is going to be our home for the next two weeks. Wow, really? Where are we going? The Smoky Mountains are calling my name. The mountains? Yep, a great place to get away. Especially when we're not roughing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when uh, there's no sleeping on the ground for her. What do we do there? Hiking and fishing are definitely on the agenda. For real? For real. I'll show you how to rig a line yourself. That'd be so cool. You can catch us some dinner. As much fun as traveling was with my newest family, I also enjoyed my new mom and dad. Dad sponsored a weekday kids club for the neighborhood kids. They both taught the Bible every chance they got, and heaven, hell, and eternity were things constantly crossing my mind. The summer I was 10, they sent me to Christian camp. And unlike most kids who arrived, I was excited to be there. God created us to be with Him, but our sins separate us from God, and sins cannot be removed by good deeds. So taking on the debt of our sin, paying the price for it, Jesus died in our place. And in overcoming, defeating death, he was resurrected. Now everyone who believes and confesses Christ as Lord will be delivered, saved from an eternity in hell. But you have to pray that prayer by confessing your sins and asking the Lord to save you. And it is then that you can have an abundant life now in this world and forever with God in heaven. That's what my foster parents teach. Good. And it's a decision you need to make for yourself, Darren. Yeah. Have you made that decision? Um, I want to go to heaven, but I haven't said that prayer in particular. Would you like to? Yeah. Okay. I'll have you repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, Although I said the sinner's prayer that night, I didn't really have an understanding of what it meant to follow Christ. That prayer was supposed to be the turning point, the experience I could point to for the rest of my life and feel a sense of security, because saying those words made me an official Christian. In a sense, and falsely, it wasn't Jesus but the prayer that was supposed to save me. My own act instead of Christ's my longing to be right with God instead of Christ's righteousness covering me. I look back now and know why Jesus instructed his disciples to follow me, not recite these words. But since I believed at the time that prayer made me right with God, I thought the rest of my life would follow suit. Boy, was I wrong. 
Who's there? It's okay, just me. Darren, what do you... How did you get here? I couldn't take it anymore. Did your mom drop you off? I walked. What? Over six miles? Uh-huh. Why? I know I'm supposed to stay there all weekend, but my mom and stepdad were drunk and arguing, and I just couldn't. Shh. <laughs> it's okay. We'll discuss it in the morning. Up to bed now, all right? Okay. Good night. What are we going to do? I don't know. Poor kid. It's such a bad environment. Yeah, he hates it there. Yeah, well, we're going to tell him it's not just going to be weekends there anymore, but he's got to go back there to, to live full time. Maybe we can convince the courts to let us keep him. Oh, they'll never agree. Well, we'll just have to keep praying he'll make it through one day at a time. Well, this is one part of being a foster parent I can't bear. I know. At least we got him for a time and made memories he'll always treasure. I was 13 when I had to go back to live full-time with my mother and stepdad. I hated every moment of being there. The drinking and fighting continued around the clock, and I spent as much time as I could away. When I had to be home, I was in my room listening to music, reading books, watching TV, anything to help me escape. No wonder I turned to what I did next. You got more? Yep, still cold. <laughs> as though that matters. Not with how fast you drink them. <laughs> Dude, when you get your own place, we won't be sneaking off to the woods to drink. Nope. Climate-controlled living room, sitting on the couch watching TV away from all these... Ugh, stupid mosquitoes. Your folks are awesome. Mine would never let me move out senior year. Uh, I don't know about that. They gotta trust you. They don't really care. My sister's the one co-signing, and I'm working three jobs to cover rent. Man, one thing's for sure. We'll be living the life. We sure will. Hand me one of those. Mike was right. Living on my own at 17 was more freedom than was good for me. And I partied harder than I ever had. I didn't give too much mind to God, but when I did, I thought back to that youth camp moment and the prayer I said by the campfire when I was 10. I was glad I had, because I was thinking I was good to go. I didn't have to worry myself over where I'd spend eternity. It seems I should have been paying closer attention to a lot of things. Come on, Mom! I barely made it to three blocks here. I'm not going to be able to get back to my place. <sighs> I'll try the back. This is what I get for partying so much. <laughs> it was worth it. Did you know I was coming? You even moved the mat. Oh, I just, I just gotta sit down for a minute. But what'd you do with Aunt Carol's flower pot? You love that thing. Wait a second. Mom's Pontiac is across the street. This isn't even her house. That incident should have served as a warning to the way I was living life, but I ignored it. Then, my stepfather was diagnosed with lung cancer and had to have a lung removed. 
That got my attention on a supernatural level. And as one thing led to another, it was clear my life couldn't be one big party anymore. <coughs> you need to sit? Yeah, I think I... <coughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, I'll get it. Just, uh, let's just get you to a chair, huh? There. That's better. You got some kind of virus? Doc says emphysema. Well, that's serious. Especially when a man's got one damaged lung to start with. Well, what... What are you gonna do? My days are counting down. Suppose I need to start making arrangements. Well, I still can. Well, I can go with you, and, and to your doctor's appointments, too. I can take time off work, so I can spend time over here. Darren, you don't have to. No, I want to. Witnessing my stepfather's health deteriorate was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. Awareness that of all the effort and care exerted, all the suffering and strength poured out, it was still going to result in death. It was hard to accept. And that was just the physical side. What do you think it'll be like? What's that? Death. I'm not... Uh, I'm not sure. I wonder if I'll be aware of it's happening. Or if it's more like going to sleep and... just not knowing. Well, I remember my foster folks saying heaven is paradise. I sure hope so. Yeah. I believe that, too. Yeah. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior when I was 10, at church camp. And you still think it's held? After all these years? Well, you can't lose your salvation. Even if you're not a practicing Christian? Um, well, I don't know if it matters one way or another. Sorry. My stepfather passed away in front of me. I'll never forget. It altered my life completely in ways I tried to hide and failed. Hey there, old buddy. How are you, Mike? Doing fine. You, on the other hand, might want to slow down. No, I don't. How you doing? I heard your stepdad passed. Death's ugly, Mike. Brutally ugly. Yeah. Well, maybe... Maybe you should talk to someone. You think they can do something? They might. I imagine they won't get the anxiety attacks to stop, like... Well, this bourbon can. Is that all that works? Yep. Well... You've been through a lot. That I have. You want to be more than just a bar rat, though, don't you? I don't want any questioning, Mike. Fine, that's fine. I'll leave you to your booze. It's apparently better company than an actual friend. Get lost. Darren, I'm afraid you are lost. Folks, we'll get back to Darren's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, 
a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. And now, back to the true story of Darren Quigley. As the years passed, my coping habits began to tire me. I tried to quit smoking, but couldn't find the willpower to do it. One day, I grew so frustrated, I told God, if you're really who you say, please grant me the strength to quit. Although I had always believed in God's existence, it was then I began to understand the need for him in a very personal way. The following day, I had my usual smoke. I got so sick, I threw up, and it ended the habit. As shocked as I was, it wasn't as surprising as what happened next. I've always been jealous. You can hold your liquor so much better than me. <laughs> you're on what, beer four? Yep, and you're on six beers and a solid dozen mixed drinks. But don't count that as my final tally. This night's still young. <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta hit the John. Barkeep, can I get another? Here you go. Thanks, man. You bet. Hey, what's the deal? With the game? No, someone kept yelling my name. What? Are you punking me? No. Well, who was out here calling my name? No one. I've been sitting here the whole time. So you weren't yelling my name into the bathroom? No. Hey, barkeep, was this guy yelling at me? Yelling? No. While I was in the john? No one's been back there but you, buddy. What? What's gotten into you? I'm not paranoid. I heard someone yell my name three times. That's so strange. You're telling me. I had a suspicious feeling that maybe it had been God calling to me. I took it as a sign to lay off the booze, so I tried to, at least for a while. Then I started to experience such pain in my shoulders and back that I went back to the booze. But now it wasn't cutting it. As much as I feared going to the doctor, that was exactly where I felt I had to turn. So the tests show that you have cervical spinal stenosis in your neck. What's that? Basically the narrowing of your spinal canal. So it's... What's constricting your spinal cord and nerves. Oh, no wonder it feels so terrible. How did it happen? Best guess, your body's just wearing down. Odd for someone so young. And what's the treatment? Well, there's various medications you can try in combination with physical therapy. Some people benefit from spinal injections, and still others require surgery. We'll just have to see what works best to manage your pain. So this sounds like it's going to be ongoing. Yes. I'm afraid it's something you're just going to have to learn to manage. Given my ailments, I found myself thinking more and more about eternity. I decided to read a Bible, starting with Genesis and going straight through. In my head, I remember a pastor saying, turn to Christ, and that's what I knew I had to do. 
When I reached Corinthians in the New Testament, God revealed something to me, something that stopped me in my tracks. Wait, what was that? Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? God, what does that mean for me? Was I saved when I said the sinner's prayer when I was 10 at youth camp? I certainly haven't been living like it. This whole time, I know I should have been loving you and following Jesus and letting you be Lord of my life. God, what if I've gone all this time and not truly known you, not really been saved? Lord, please forgive me. I, I want, I want to live for you, Lord. Please save me. This time I really mean it. Please, Lord, help me to follow and serve you alone. The peace that passes understanding filled me, and I knew God had heard and honored my prayer. I knew now that my eternity would be spent with God. Then my life began to change as my soul's salvation began to be worked out, sanctified. I'd never believe it. You of all people don't have a single beer in the fridge. <laughs> I guess I have other things to do to pass the time now. I guess. You and your religious streak will now take a bit of getting used to. It's not so much religious, Mike. I just decided to follow the Lord. Is that what this picture is all about? I want Christ to be both Lord and Savior. Yeah. I wrote that the night I made my decision and prayed. Huh. What else has it changed? Well, I go to church regularly and fellowship with other believers. Never a free Sunday now. I enjoy it. I'm also thinking of starting a ministry. What? Yeah. I think it's where God's calling me. There really must be something to this. Because there's no way you'd be doing this on your own. I was 39 when I became a Christian. And four years later, I started Eternal Life Outreach Ministry. We're dedicated to reaching the world with the true gospel of repentance and fulfilling the great commission to bring glory to God. I've gone through some difficult times, including a lengthy sickness and the loss of my mother. My siblings have shown no real interest in God and are pursuing the same lifestyle I once did. However, I still pray for them and continue to love them from a distance. As I journey toward the celestial city, I want to point people to the narrow way that leads to eternal life, to help turn them from darkness to light, just like God did for me. So I look for those moments when I can. Great. I need singles at register seven. This place could be run by monkeys. Sir, I ran out of singles in my register. Can I give you quarters? Sure, no problem. Okay, your change is $3.28. Thanks. One of those days, huh? You have no idea. Yeah, I think I do. Hey, there's no one behind me. Do you have a moment? Uh, what? What do you think of eternity? I don't really give it much thought. Twelve years ago, I received Jesus as Lord of my life. And it's never been the same since. Oh, yeah? I just want you to know, if you're lost or wondering, maybe uncertain about your life, about eternity. The Bible is an amazing roadmap. 
And Jesus invites us all in, and he helps us. He's right here with us in this frustrating world. I haven't really read much of the Bible. I don't have time to read, and I barely make it through the day in this frustrating world. I see you're stressed. The Bible is a comfort for times like this. Jesus says in Matthew, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus said that, huh? Yep. He'll do that for you if you follow him. You know, one of my favorite verses says, If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He made me a new man. Well, I don't know if that would apply to me. It's a promise of God, offered to us all. You don't know what I've done. He does, and he's still offering. Listening friend, if you, like Darren, have examined your own life and faith and come up wanting, the answer is a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about this most critical decision, we'd love to be a resource. So get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607 or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, Before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this new sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Psalm 34.1, which says, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is a gorgeous little thing, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and cut in such a way as to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. And this one's even got some (laughs) extra character, as it looks like a knot from the tree was sawn off with it. If you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. And next time... All right now, PJ... If you come here and live with us, you sure you can get to school on time? I just want to live with you and get out of our neighborhood. Fine. Let's go and buy you some new school clothes. Percy Edmonds grew up in a middle-class neighborhood in a western suburb of Chicago. He had a family that loved him, including grandparents and a younger sister. His family went to church and he sang in the choir. His was a life on track for success, 
until he joined a gang. There's always a way out, PJ. Not this time. I made some stupid moves. We all have to live with the choices we make. Your move, PJ. Don't miss his remarkable story of transformation. This is the true story of Percy Edmonds, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Darren Quigley were Mark Forrest, Mara Kate Burns, Cynthia Judge, Chuck McLennan, and Demetrius Troy. Original music, Caleb Tolleson. Sound effects, Demetrius Troy. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Kylie Hammond. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.